Welcome to this reading of a Pathwork Lecture by Eva Paracas. It is read by Gary Volbracht. Pathwork Lecture number 214, 1996 edition, October 17, 1973. Psychic Nuclear Points Greetings, my most beloved friends. Blessings for all of you here. The divine power of love flows forth into you, toward you, through you. Be receptors and let yourselves be enriched by this gift. Tonight's lecture is a particularly joyful one for me to give. It has been in preparation for a long time in your terms. It required preparation on your part to be ready to absorb it, as well as preparation in the realm I live to adjust the terminology to human understanding. This was not an easy task, for we are dealing with concepts and principles for which human language has no room. This lecture primarily addresses the creative process in the universe. I do not, however, give lectures for the purpose of handing out information about generalities, no matter how lofty the spiritual truths may be. These lectures must always be directly connected with something that you can use here and now. There is no metaphysical truth that cannot find immediate application to your life, regardless of your present state of development. This lecture will begin by dealing with general concepts. You will then see how you can make use of them in a very personal way. You must realize, my friends, that what I will say to you must be highly simplified and, therefore, cannot even remotely do justice to reality. But, to whatever degree this is possible, I shall try to convey some of the great truths in human language. Creation requires the meeting of two essential principles that, in human terminology, may best be called the masculine and feminine principles. They permeate all of creation. They are the active and receptive principles. These two principles are aspects of one whole. Nothing can ever exist or be created without them coming together. Positive creation requires that these two principles meet in a very harmonious, flexible, and mutually enhancing way. In any negative creation, these two principles clash with each other in a mutually exclusive way. But the principles remain the same. When these two principles meet and interact, whether in a constructive or in a destructive way, the force of their meeting is tremendous. 
They come together in a highly concentrated form and converge at a single point. We might call these points psychic nuclear points. They are nuclear in the sense that each one is a nucleus, a fundamental concentrate so highly charged with creative matter that a self-perpetuating chain reaction of immense intensity follows inexorably. These points constitute the underlying principle of every created form. These points are psychic in the sense that they are non-material and are essentially an emission of consciousness of the planning and thinking mind. They are not visible on the three-dimensional plane, but they are perceivable by inference, by intuition, and even by logical deduction, if the deduction is carried far enough. They can also be said to be psychic in the sense of being manifestations of consciousness, although not as occult or mysterious psychic phenomena. No creation of any kind can take place unless a conscious intent is embedded somewhere in the force that brings it forth. The universe consists of consciousness and energy. They are not separate factors except to limited human perception. In principle, consciousness and energy are one. Consciousness cannot exist without being energy at the same time. Every thought is highly charged energy, and energy cannot be anything but an expression of consciousness. One cannot exist without the other. Consciousness sends forth energy through its thought processes, through its intention, through its attitude toward all that is in the universe, toward that which it creates. Nothing can be created without intention, without purpose, without a thought somewhere behind it all. The psychic nuclear points are really a sequence of psychic events. They cannot be just one point, one psychic event. One thought leads to another in a series of logical sequences. The series of thoughts leads to actions and reactions, to newly born facts, which, in turn, lead to newer facts. These facts form a series of interacting, interdependent chain reactions. Just try to visualize. One thought brings a certain result. That result brings forth an attitude and a feeling. That attitude and that feeling bring forth an action. 
That action brings forth a reaction. That reaction brings forth another reaction. It is a continuous process. These chain reactions are circular. They are highly charged and instead of diminishing when the chain reactions compound, they become stronger and stronger. They are self-perpetuating, self-feeding, self-augmenting in ever-increasing speed and momentum, self-revolving in an ever-increasing swirl of charged energy. When the momentum has reached its highest charge, an explosion follows. This is the culminating point of a specific creation. The creation has now taken form. A new movement of psychic chain reactions follows with the recharge. I will say more about this later. The momentum increases in a spiral movement that goes faster and faster until the force converges into one point so infinitesimal that no smaller measure seems to exist. But what appears as one point still consists of many forces that went into the chain of psychic events of that particular creation. I have to use terms like measure, size, or time, which belong to the state of consciousness the human race has attained, but which no longer hold true when we speak of the concepts I present here. Much of what I say may be misleading if you do not understand it intuitively and perhaps symbolically. Big and small are really not matters of size. They indicate the significance of the creation in question. If the thought that brings forth a new creation is, for example, very strong, unified, purposeful in terms of the creative plan of evolution, and if there are no countercurrents because the thought is in accordance with all universal laws, then the psychic nuclear point will be large, that is, powerful, with durable impact. The charge and recharge of the ever-evolving cyclic movements, explosions, new creations, will set off an apparently endless process. If the thought starting the new chain of events and culminating in a psychic nuclear point is insignificant, fraught with erroneous assumptions and, therefore, never focused and always countermanded by an opposite force, the chain reaction must be less intense. Even if it seems powerful when seen out of context, its impact will be limited. Psychic nuclear points exist throughout the entire universe. 
They can be found in the simplest creations and the most complex systems imaginable. The variables are indeed infinite. There is no particle of air or ether that is not such a nuclear point. Although some psychic nuclear points are materialized, you cannot measure or discern them with your human instruments at this time. They can only be deduced. This does not mean that they have no material existence, however. Every cell is a materialization of psychic nuclear points, with all the chain reactions of the cyclic movement intact. Every leaf is a complex interaction of many nuclear points. A gust of wind is a series of psychic nuclear points. So is the air you breathe, as are your bones, muscles, flesh, organs, and skin. They form an infinitely complicated system of intricately connected psychic nuclear points. Non-material nuclear points are important for non-material existence, but they are just as important as materialized psychic nuclear points, for they certainly affect you in that your own being is also non-material. You relate to, are affected by, and create non-material nuclear points, whether or not you are aware of them. The life that you create for yourself, the philosophy of life that underlies this creation, and even the situation you find yourself in at this particular instant are highly complicated systems of many psychic nuclear points. Some of them converge. Some contradict each other. Some are mutually reinforcing. Every instant of living results from many thoughts, intentions, actions, feelings, attitudes, and expressed traits that have a long history. The present moment is a psychic explosion that has run through millennia to the last half hour you have lived, culminating in the very thought you finish thinking this minute. After this explosion, the pieces will again fall into place, reforming either the same pattern of chain reactions or a new one, according to the turn your consciousness takes. At the same time, the psychic nuclear point that all this history culminates in the fractional now is already preparing chain reactions that will ensue in the next minute, the next half hour, the next day, the next month, the next year, the next decade and century. But since mind can always be changed, 
and has infinite possibilities for infinite change at all times, negative creation can be altered. An important aspect of the pathwork is that you discover and become aware of the individual chain of events you have created. You discover highly charged energy that is self-perpetuating, that has found its own life. You learn in this work how to change a course that leads to an inorganic and futile life experience. I have discussed for quite a few years the principle of benign and vicious circles of human attitudes, which is only a limited aspect of the principle I explain here. Wherever you discover a vicious circle within your psychic system, you feel caught in it. Caught, that is, until you are aware of its existence and find what I call the breaking point, where you transform the vicious circle into a benign circle by changing the specific attitude that sets the circle in motion. When humans find themselves in the illusion of being helpless, they have lost touch with the intentionality that created the specific situation, that is, the materialization of a psychic nuclear point. It cannot be emphasized enough that the momentum of each psychic nuclear point, whether positive or negative, is the result of thought and intentionality. Now we will speak about another aspect that I referred to earlier, augmentation. One might suppose that an energy current will, after a while, exhaust itself. In the matter of creative forces, this is never the case. Instead of diminishing, force and momentum become stronger, as do the attitudes responsible for the creation. Even a weak, negative, contradictory psychic nuclear point works according to this principle of augmentation. It perpetuates itself with ever-increasing momentum until it explodes. In this case, however, the explosion may have less impact than a positive, focused psychic nuclear point, because it occurred before greater force could gather. But within the framework of its own inner life cycle, the nuclear point must augment itself. The more you love, the more love there will be in you and come to you recreating more strongly your capacity for loving in an ever-increasing cycle. This is why it is such a misconception to believe that if you love one person, you cannot love others, that you have less to give to others, or, for that matter, to yourself. You must have more because the momentum of the intense charge creates more and more of the same thing, as long as your consciousness goes along with it, rather than creating a contradictory force 
by setting up a countervailing attitude. The same applies to everything else. Knowledge, negative intent, talent, and life expression, or an attitude toward life, whether in truth or in error. Whatever it is, it breeds more of the same, unless you wish to halt the process. Each psychic nuclear point, in its ever-increasing momentum, comes to its own inner explosion or breaking point. That has nothing to do with the breaking point I mentioned in connection with the vicious circles. The latter is a deliberately sought measure to reverse negative creation. It may require a great deal of effort to find such a breaking point, and even more effort to follow through with the decision to break the cycle there. The explosion or breaking point I mention here is an inexorable phenomenon that happens constantly. It is actually the point where a creation manifests itself on any of the psychic planes or on the earth plane. It is a climax, a creative orgasm in the universal process that creates an event. The event may be a life situation, a work of art, a human organism, a musical tone that reaches the ear, a new attitude toward life. Once the explosion has taken place, it may have reached its final point as far as this particular combination of attitudes, thoughts, and intents is concerned. The energies released after the explosion can now be reformulated, gathered, and sent in a new direction. An entirely new psychic nuclear spiral can thus be started, culminating in a new nuclear point. The particles that swirl after the explosion then reorganize themselves into either a similar, identical, or altogether different pattern. Consciousness determines which pattern is formed. Large and small explosions take place constantly throughout the universe, in each of your cells, in your thoughts, and your feelings. Some you can actually feel as an energy movement in your body, forming successive tiny explosions as if stars were dancing in your system. But for the most part, you are totally oblivious to them. You notice only the end creation, which appears to be a fixed thing. But when you become aware of your innermost attitudes, when you dissolve your blocks and resistances against taking stock of yourself truthfully, and thus become more open, more finely attuned to all that is going on in an intensely alive creation, you will also notice more, perceive more realistically 
some of these phenomena I now touch upon. Your scientists know that whole planetary systems explode, disintegrate, and reform. The same is true of everything else. If these explosions did not take place constantly in your own inner system, you could not renew yourself. When you feel a flow of feelings, the tiniest organisms explode and reform themselves on the physical as well as on the psychic levels. Significant changes in your life, crises, and events that are momentarily traumatic are such explosions and reformations. But an ultimate explosion always creates a renewal, even if the mind stubbornly refuses to understand this. Many explosions and reformations of the same vicious circle must ultimately come to the point of absurdity, where they can no longer function. When the human consciousness stubbornly refuses to heed the signs and deliberately fails to find the breaking point, the situation explodes into a crisis. This can provide an opportunity for the consciousness responsible for the crisis to struggle to attain awareness and understanding of what has come to pass and thus be responsible for reforming the creative energies. Sometimes, but not always, physical death is such a phenomenon. Physical death can also be a harmonious, organic, and creative process. The explosion is always a climax, but since nothing in creation is ever final or finite, the released energies form new spiral organizations, new psychic nuclear points, new creations. That which has not taken form emits the inherent energies to create and further fill the void with the glory of divine life and consciousness. The charge is endless, just as creation is endless. The charge can be diminished only when you fear it doubt it, and counteract it with preposterous thoughts. But even then, the charge is not really diminished, for this is impossible. It is only held in abeyance and momentarily prevented from manifesting. But it gathers behind the scenes, as it were, to be at your disposal when you seek it. It is your task to find out where you block the charge of creative influx and how you thus diminish your life. Use the part of your mind that is capable of observing that the thinking behind your negative creation is absurd. Note that such thinking is not inconsequential, as you might prefer to believe but rather that it leads to action and creation and is, therefore, 
of great consequence. You must use the part of your mind that is capable of pinpointing the absurdity of any particular creation, comparing it with its corresponding truth, and formulating a strong intent to use the same energetic power to shift the emphasis into a truthful channel. Thus, you have the power to augment the energy forces in a positive sense. When you find part of yourself deadened and numbed, and you are frightened of reviving it, this is what is going on. Psychic nuclear points in your system going into a negative direction have become frightening. In the past, your conscious mind was strong and intelligent enough to note this fact. The alternatives you seemed to face were either to express your full energy flow and thus act out, often with extreme destructiveness, or to deaden these forces in order to be protected from their energies. This is a very common predicament at a certain point in the individual's development. For example, you may feel a rush of intense energy when you become destructive or enraged, a flow that you simply never feel in a positive state. Many of you have learned to express these negative attitudes in a harmless way. You take responsibility for them and give vent to them in a framework where no one gets hurt by these expressions. But you feel stumped because you fear their further release and prefer to be in a numb state rather than a destructive one. At this point, you have not yet discovered that there is a choice. You are frightened of the momentum of the explosion and the charge that is created by your underlying negative attitude. Thus, you slow down the process. Now, you are reviving the process, as you should. But it is not enough to merely revive your energies without understanding the consciousness behind the numbness and deadness that issues from a negative intent. It is also important that you completely comprehend how the negative intent is based on a false universal idea. Only when you have that specific understanding will you dare to revive the energy charge that lives constantly in every particle of your spiritual and material being. You will then dare to allow the charge to flow. You have found several phases in the course of this pathwork. A simple overview would go as follows. 